hello, hello, hello. I just want to thank you all for being so patient during my hiatus. You know, just so much going on in the industry right now with the strikes. And I think um, Nathan had to get me a special waiver so I could do this, right? No, you're not in the union. Right. Well, um, oh, are we in the, the podcast union? Or? No, I don't, I don't think that exists. That's not a thing. Okay. Well, you're going to have to be patient again because Nathan's going on tour with um, Noah Cyrus or Noah Kinane. Noah Kinane. Oh, who's that? Oh, wait. I think I saw you. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah. You guys, if he's in your town, you should go see him. Noah Kinane. You know, Nathan's actually going to be at the Viper Room again tomorrow night. If I um if I have enough Red Bull, I'll, I'll I'll try to come, but it's a little late for me, you know. But yeah, look at little Nathan going on tour. You know, the timing of my show ending soon and him launching to superstardom, you know, it's really working out. But um, you know, if any of you guys get upset that I don't have a new episode coming, you know who to blame, okay? Okay, gang, tonight I am welcoming the guest of the hit podcast, Movies That Made Us Gay. Scotty Youngbauer, is that it? Yes. Scotty Youngbauer and Peter Lozano. Lozano. <laughs> okay, that's what Instagram said. Los, Peter yeah. Lozano. Yes. You're wrong, Lozano. So um, I haven't done two people at the same... That sounds bad. Um, I haven't had two guests at the same <laughs> time since episode three of season if season one, so this is fun. Now, I've had the pleasure of being on their podcast three different times. Wow. For Muriel's Wedding, Sleeping Beauty, and most recently, Freaky Friday. And um, you said my episode's... Were the most listened to, right? Really oh, good episode. Absolutely. absolutely. Through the roof. Through okay. the roof, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, having a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I thought I'd, you know, invite you on now so you guys can you guys can help me. Now, um, you guys have to check them out. Uh, what is interesting to note is that their very first episode, if I'm correct, was Romy and Michelle's yep. High School Reunion. Episode one. Was, yeah, it was our, lo- yes. it was our show launch. Yeah. So, I mean, hello. We're talking about a gay icon and her most iconic. She's kind of one of the first ladies of the pod. I always <laughs> think of the first ladies of the pod. It's Lisa Kudrow, Mira Sorvino, and Jean Garofalo. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yes. They're kind so, of the MTMUG first ladies. Was there a couple options? Like, did you settle or you knew that that would be... The one you would go with. I think I knew from when planning out episodes that Romeo and Michelle had to be first. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, it's just a movie that we can talk about so easily, and because those two performances are just so bananas mm-hmm. and funny, and I think we were just like we wanted to be able to get into a groove really quickly, and we we're just like, what can we just? talk about uh-huh. and not even have any sort of like notes or anything we know that movie so well and so it was just it was just an easy choice for yeah. us yeah. informative for both of us mm-hmm. as young people at least definitely for me yeah yeah I think on my very first episode of this you know I had to at least explain like why I tuned into the comeback you know because people want to say it's Friends and of course I loved her character on Friends mm-hmm. but that that was the movie that had the movie poster and everything so it was just it was so fun, and I love that it's just stayed. I mean, I swear, all we talk about all these revival theaters and rooftop movies. Romy and Michelle plays a lot. Yeah, incels out and Zinespia and mm-hmm. everything. Um, it was definitely exciting to hear the talks of a sequel. I feel like it's out there. You know, right now with with the strike, it's a little right, right, stunted. But um, well, so are there any other Lisa movies that you've done? I was my roommate was like, ask him if they've done Easy A, and she got all excited, but I wasn't. We've not done EZA, but uh, what other Lisa movies have we done? Did we do uh, The Opposite of Sex? We have not done The Opposite of Sex. I would love to one day do The Opposite of Sex. So this is my surprise for you. In preparing for tonight, I watched that for the very first time. The first time. I've had so many fans and listeners who have been like (laughs) legit disappointed. I think it's some of the best work of her career in that movie. I couldn't. I mean, obviously, just the film itself. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Definitely 90s. Certainly aged in parts. But I was. it was so nice. I mean, her performance was just, especially the hotel scene. Like, I was really blown away. It was brave. Awesome. And isn't brave that, performance. Um, and isn't the director of The Opposite of Sex married to Dan? <laughs> to Dan Bukatinsky. And yeah. Dan Bukatinsky. What? Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Bukatinsky. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Billy the publicist. Now, yes. he plays the waiter in yes. that movie. Yeah. 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 Talk about That's just stealing a scene with the bare minimum. So, they've had, like, a working yes. relationship for years with each other. I feel other. like someone may have uh, uh, told me what where they began their friendship. I wouldn't have been... On this film, I don't think they must have known each other before. So Don Ruse is that the Don Ruse? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Uh, he. I think she also makes a, a cameo in another uh, Dan Bukatinsky project that's like another gay movie that he does where he's a lead. Okay. And I think she does kind of like a little in and out kind of yeah. cameo situation because they are because they are like actual friends. And he has that like bleach blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I don't know if it's Groundlings. I don't know if that's their connection. Yeah. Because I know sense. that Dan Bukatinsky is just like L.A. theater acting mm-hmm. scene, you know. Um, so that may have been where he and Lisa kind of initially connected, but I know they do go back a long way yeah. because of those I think she may projects. have at least got nominated for some independent I think she got the yeah. Independent Spirit nomination. I think that she was probably in Oscar talk. She probably placed like maybe six through eight mm-hmm. that year in Supporting Actress. Yeah. And what's really great about The Opposite of Sex is that I think it's really the first time as audiences that we saw... Lisa work in a way that was so opposite of Phoebe. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, she plays that prickly character really well. Yeah. You have to, I saw, um, when I was researching it, I saw a comment kind of shady, but they were like, you have to understand how big of a deal it was for a star from Friends to actually put out a good movie. You know, because most yeah. of some of them, mean, they all kind of had those projects <laughs> yeah. off of the first few seasons. And I feel like mm-hmm. there's always Jen Addison. Like, she's going to get stuff like, um, what's the movie with, with Paul Rudd? Oh, the object of my the affection. object of my affection. She's gonna have like picture perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, just to talk about again movies that made us gay. It was interesting to look at that era. You just talked about that film and mm-hmm. and opposite of sex, like in and out. Like there, you know, there was some some movement for better or worse. You know, that maybe got stopped along the way. But I mean, it was great to you know have this film that was you know definitely basically widely released that um that tackled you know heavy topics and things like that so lisa's career is so interesting just because you really see that comedy background that of course it came it came from the groundlings well mm-hmm. she had her foot yeah. in the door at nbc on mad about you and so it's i true. think she yep. would have if it wasn't for friends she would have found probably another sitcom and then kind of worked her way into yeah. doing more like what she quote unquote would have wanted to do things like the comeback and you know a little bit more have you elevated. seen one of the clips of uh, graduation speech she did for a college, no. and she talks oh. about how she was fired off Frasier. Yes, she was Roz, and and it was, it was she so was beautiful. The original Roz, and uh, yeah. she says, you know, that's just you know that's life. If I hadn't been fired off that, I wouldn't have even you know got friends. Uh, and then she would have been Roz from Frasier. Who wants <laughs> sure. that role? So back to back to the um, movies. <laughs> yes, uh, I can't remember. You have not seen Clock Watchers yet, right? Not seen Clock Watchers. Okay. I oh, need I should have brought I, my I mean, DVD. I, I mean, so. that entire cast. I mean, get out of here. It's okay, like, so uh, you have to yeah. do that, and then I will come back on so we can have a lo- another Lisa. Oh, Parker, Lisa, Alana, we love Alana Ubach on our show. So, I mean, Alana we have Ubach to watch it. everything. Oh. Um, okay, so the Dan Bukatinsky movie that I was talking about, it's called All Over the Guy. And it's oh, just yeah. a little gay movie from 2001. I thought it was very funny at the time. Um, Dan Bukatinsky wrote it, and Lisa... And Christina Ricci both have cameos in the oh, movie. Oh, wow, that's fun. Yeah, Christina Ricci plays his sister, and Lisa and Lisa um, plays a, a voiceover actress. It's a really funny role. And, it was um, a little, like, um, multiverse. Just, of, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, just a little thank you, like, you know, crossover situation. So, most importantly, um, is Marcy X a gay icon? <laughs> Ah, no, I've not seen Marcy uh, X. Marcy, think, so I are, we, are we sitting X. on Marcy X? Oh, we're sitting on it. Apparently, I was on Reddit today. People were like, "This is my Do not sleep on Marcy movie. X, like, bitch." So I think I think we'll have to. I'm gonna. Have, we're gonna have to. We're gonna and that was a Wayne's. Was that a Wayne's Brothers uh, movie? Damon Wayne's, I believe. Okay, yeah. Wow. I wanted to bring up. You know, the comeback gained its momentum over nine years. Yep. And wow. now. And, you know, and in 2005, you were able to go, oh, what a shame. But I'll buy the DVD. I love it right. so much. And then I guess we had HBO Go circa 2010. Mm-hmm. But just for an example, I saw about the the Rise of the Pink Ladies show. And people love that, the Grease prequel. And it got mm-hmm. canceled. And then whatever, that's be- being pulled. Uh, Willow on Disney+. Plus. I'm like, I think about the comeback. And it was given a chance to somehow still find fans. And some of these new shows, I mean, isn't that kind of sad? I want to say that the early years of HBO Go, the comeback was not on it. Okay, too, so right? it was just the physical that people I think must it was have just the watching. physical, and then probably when talks of the second season, they put, they, it, they put okay. it back yeah. on. But yeah, yeah, but it's just these disposable shows, and these these companies, these these streamers, spend so much money. Like on Willow, how over a hundred million dollars? 
much yeah. did Willow cost? And now it's like it's been scrubbed from existence. It's been scrubbed, and they're just hoping and, like Tubi swoops in. And but just, yeah, you're right. I guess something that's my yeah. point. Like, something like this, it's yeah. still there. It still has that just kind of that longevity, those legs. Yeah. It's like they could easily pull it, and people would be none the wiser. But it's yeah. it's still. And I don't know if Max is just not in the business of doing that. Maybe that's just kind of like a Disney thing mm-hmm. or a Paramount Plus. But yeah, just it's like it's one thing for. I think think there's still some Max exclusives that they're pulling. Like I want to say the Robert Zemeckis Witches was made. Oh yeah, that's gone. It they said exclusive with Max, but I think that was like a pandemic eleventh hour decision that we're gonna put this movie on streaming. Yeah, and just brand it as Max, but I don't think that's there anymore. You're right; that's been gone for a while. Mm -hmm. I don't want to comment on that to say, <laughs> to say they mean but I love the Angelica Houston one and the Cinematech's playing it but I think I'll be out of town and it's like a daytime you know what's a bummer with the comeback for streaming versus physical media is that when you don't have those DVDs you can't listen to the commentaries mm-hmm. yeah. and I remember the commentaries I, I've only listened to season one I remember those were really good oh yeah especially I about- with a uh, metric uh, Michael Patrick King and Lisa. Yeah, and then on one episode, she commentaries as Valerie, and it is so <gasps> oh, funny. Episode two, it. it is just—I mean, no, but you're right. Beyond the comeback, I mean, we grew up in that era when DVDs were coming out, and that was mm-hmm. the most exciting part—the special yeah. features—and and and that is what's lost. There should be something on streaming where if there's a version of a commentary for a movie, right? They should make it that you can listen to it. Yeah. Every I feel like in the early kind of Wild West days of streamers and stuff, some of them had that, but it's it's gone now. I think but yeah, I think uh, that like special edition DVD golden era mm-hmm. of like a single season of TV would be like $50. But you'd buy it yeah. because it had well, that's how, I mean, hours that, of yeah. stuff you'd buy on it. And then it. you'd hand it off to coworkers or friends <laughs> so that you need to check out this really funny show. Yeah. It was canceled after one season to come back with Lisa Kudrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. And it's a, why do these, we're paying this money, you know, monthly to watch these show programs. And it's like, yes, we have it at our fingertips. It's, it's kind of this new era of like, of uh, on-demand television, but we are missing something. We're missing those extras that mm-hmm. w- that really were worth having physical media. And we have a closet full of, yeah. of we physical have, media. We don't have the comeback. Though. And we don't have Which the I would love a DVD yeah. of the comeback. You posted about yeah. season two. Apparently season oh two gosh, is like- It's like over $100. It's over $100 yeah. and it's oh, like- wow. So yeah, I still have not going listened. Going for a lot of money. The only commentary I haven't heard is the finale's commentary oh, with Lisa and Mike. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? Because I'm doing this show now, I'm going to wait until I'm right there sure. to kind of just line up with it because I, I don't want to skip ahead. Um, but, oh man, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, I guess in a way, I wanted this to segue into like TV shows that made us gay. Absolutely. And, sure. and that's why um, I, I noticed, coincidentally, are you guys doing a little side Patreon on of our Patreon. that It's on our Patreon. Yes. We're doing Absolutely. a few months. So I saw that you did Pete and Pete. We did. Who <laughs> was on Pete, Pete and Pete? Oh, uh, it's um, Marky Mark. Yes. Oh, yeah, Marky Mark. Yeah. So that we were watching, actually. He's the bus driver? Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure when I first watched the comeback at 05, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy from Pete That's Pete. right. So that was kind of coincidental that yeah. I was having you guys on. And I saw that. So, so yeah, back to Friends, you know, um, I think in hindsight now, you know, we've had some different opinions about maybe it's representation of queer characters or whatever, but sure. you, you will have to say that I do feel that, um, created by co-created by a gay man. Mm-hmm. I think that people kind of forget that yeah. too. And Phoebe, mm-hmm. you know, she was the, the, the other, you know, the different sure. one. I feel like that would be the character. If you were going to queer code anybody, I remember in high school that when they were, uh, I think that they were previewing one of the finales and it was, there is going to be a big surprise at the end of the episode. And I think it was the wedding episode with Monica and Chandler that all of us were guessing what... Well, the surprise was Rachel's pregnancy. The pregnant. big surprise is going to be. It ended, up, it ended up being Rachel's pregnancy, but I remember a friend of my sister was positive Phoebe was going to come out as a lesbian. Oh. She never had any like... Bisexual, mo- she never had any like, oh, I dated her for like yeah. a, a month. Which is surprising, but also not surprising though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember specifically like, um, you know, 
watching with my parents and, you know, being, not being out and, and, and some of the little jokes that would make me uncomfortable. Like, I think remember there was something <laughs> like, oh, Chandler might be gay. He's obsessed with Moulin Rouge right now. And my parents were saying like, oh Lord, Dev, Dev hasn't stopped talking about Moulin Rouge for three months. So those are the kind of things like, you know, I'm not saying like horrendously offensive, but like maybe I did distance myself from it a little sure. in post because I, I did feel like there were sometimes Kind of know, clever when they did write in the quotations gay character Steve Zahn that it does kind of have a little twist mm -hmm. to it which I guess for the time would have been interesting I get that you know whatever it, it's it's not a perfect show it, it's a product of its time yeah but um and that's how I felt about well just to, that's how I thought about watching opposite of sex like you have to oh, be able absolutely. to be like this is the art from yeah. that time yeah you know what I mean and, and don't don't completely when cancel you, it when you yeah. have to remember that yeah. the opposite of sex when that director was writing that movie that he had in mind that the audience was going to have preconce preconceived notions of gay men going into that movie. Mm -hmm. So he was able to have fun with that in the script. Right. You have to be able to, a lot of people aren't able to watch it and realize they're actually making fun of the people that think yes. this right. way. Right, yeah. right, right. You know, and that, that's right. a lot of comedy with some questionable things. It's like, this is supposed to be a despicable character that we hate. Right. They're allowed to maybe think this way because that person exists. So, so yeah, but I totally agree with you. Like, you know, yeah. I have a friend who got through a horrendous breakup because he was like, I just sat home and watched Friends all summer. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, every, I think everyone has their, their comfort thing. And yeah. what's cool is that, you know, you have, no one's, no one young is saying, oh, Friends is old. Like, young people are just, they're loving it and watching it. There's something, there's something timeless about it in that aspect. So, um, but that brings me to the comeback and that may, and the, I thought about it today. I was like, maybe the comeback is what made me hate sitcoms, and that's why it's <laughs> sure. like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Truman Moore is a very specific yeah. type of sitcom yeah. too. That I mean, you don't really see a lot of it anymore. But I remember in the early two thousands, that type of sitcom was a dime a dozen that you would see on the CW. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think for the for you as a whole? Does the comeback represent for gay culture? Or why it, you know, got such a following? Well, I mean, Val is like the ultimate underdog. Mm -hmm. I mean, gay men love an underdog, and that's just kind of Valerie Cherish. Yeah. I mean, also of that, you see Valerie's success that there's kind of a ceiling to it. Mm -hmm. That she was, she was on a big sitcom, but it didn't get past 100 episodes. <sighs> she got a major award, but girl, it was the People's Choice Award. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And I think that there's just so much comedy from a character like that i mean it's kind of like what um val says about gay men they get the nuances. they get the nuances <laughs> mm -hmm. so i like i can just see that valerie cherish is designed as this woman that gay men fucking love yeah of when they were like in palm springs and she's recognized by this gay couple yeah of that oh we love you mm -hmm. we're really excited for the show yeah and um, yeah, but you're right. Wanting to be loved and accepted, and of course, you know Mickey, who we have to identify with as well, Icon. Even though, and he, as the yeah. one who's maybe doesn't realize that everyone around him knows, even though he isn't completely yeah, out yet. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I I think that something, the, just the way that obviously that that Lisa's playing this character and the and the cluelessness of it, and just like this, there's just something about her. Um, Val's glamorous, but it's it, but it's like attainable. Like I don't know, she kind of she, she kind of feels like she could be somebody that you know, and that like when she's just dressed to go out to like a restaurant with Marky Mark, she's just she's wearing a top from like the mall, and like mm -hmm. she has her like her hair, but it's like it's kind of dated, but it still looks it still looks done every day. Right. Cool aunt style. There's something that like gay men just love that woman. You know, you uh -huh. love this woman, you love being around her and she just seems like a funny person even though, you know, she's she may be, you know, oblivious and all that, but there's just something about this the little specific details about her that just make her like, "Oh yeah, I know her and I love her." Mm -hmm. You know. So, yeah. It's genius. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's nice <laughs> to hear. So you, you mentioned Palm Springs, and I had to laugh as long as we're talking about TV shows that made us gay. I was like, um, do the best episodes um, from the comeback in Saved by the Bell both take place yeah, when you, in Palm Springs? When you posted about the Palm Springs episode, and I was like, oh, Pete and I watched that episode right before we ever go to Palm Springs. And then I turn on our sling, and oh, what episode is on E? That episode. So I was oh like, oh, we're going to finish this. Yeah. 
But that's so funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's definitely because I wasn't I wasn't so much a TV show person. I was more of a movie person because wow. you know back then it's kind of shifted now. You know, there's so much more TV than movies, if you will, more options. Right. And I was thinking, I was like, maybe it's just because all my favorite shows got canceled. Like, um. I will say, do you guys remember Erie, Indiana? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my! We were just watching a little bit. I of it. remember having such a crush on Omri Katz. They added like, it. They added it to TV. Yeah, he, oh. he. I grew up on Erie, Indiana. Okay, I, I love it. Yeah, and it used to scare me, but I, obviously, I mean, talk about like my first like crush, blossoming crush, and then Hocus Pocus. I was like, that yeah, Omri Katz, yeah. absolutely, very cute. Yeah, and then gone after one after one season <laughs> and then i was like doing deep digging i was like what else was i like sneak watching back then do you remember second noah with james marsden and oh joey oh my Lauren god Adams? i did not watch it but i remember it i'm like, no. that was like you're, yeah, yeah, that you're the one that watched second it noah canceled. <laughs> and there was some carrie russell show called malibu shores i remember malibu like, shores yeah <laughs> and these were all just like canceled shows i was like i don't understand uh, yeah. tv but um no i watched a lot of television like tv and movies i mean i I watched a lot of a ton of movies. Mm-hmm. We were like we were a big movie family. Um, but I watched a lot of TV as well. So I was I was right there in there with like sitcoms and you know shitty like melodramas or like one hour dramas that got canceled after one season. So you were definitely um, in the I'm it era. Oh absolutely. <laughs> yes. There were tons of one season sitcoms workplace. or like not even a full season. You love sitcom. a good workplace sitcom. I love a workplace and, sitcom. Uh, I, I love it, anything. It's a law but- firm, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So they're kind oh, of I meant, yeah. Yes. So they're kind of going for like a night court vibe, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I know. I love the. I love that they actually filmed like footage of her. Yes. Of, yeah. The the, yeah. The scene. footage yeah. of 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 it. I it. mean, it just really shows off Val's <laughs> Val's comedic timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just wanted the writers to watch it. Uh, she forced Gigi <laughs> to watch. Um, and I feel like you know, Sex in the City. I was a little young to appreciate that at the time, mm-hmm. but now looking back, I mean, I can definitely. I think gay men related to not following the typical trajectory of what you sure. know, you're supposed. to to do in life and of course characters like Stanford etc were you watching that back then okay so here's here's my take on Sex and the City of course another Michael Patrick King another Michael Patrick King property so I remember the hype for it right and I specifically my so I grew up in Los Angeles okay and my friends and I we were we were nerds but we were cool nerds and when we were underage we still wanted to go out, but we couldn't go anywhere because we were underage. So we would go to like, like hotel bars. <laughs> we would literally drive into the city from like our suburbs uh-huh. and go to the Beverly Hills Hotel, the Polo Lounge, in the afternoon until they kicked us out. Thinking you too, because we were, were so cool. And because we we're eighteen. And just think that I was going to mention Gossip Girl. I mean, you're living your own like. No, but we were not <laughs> cool or well dressed. We're from like Alhambra. We're wearing like lucky jeans and like think we're all that. And so I remember specifically driving down my friend Damien's car. I think he had like a Chevy Nova from like the seventies that he thought was so cool. And we're driving down Sunset Boulevard and a big building. You know how they have. Billboards uh-huh. on the side yeah, of the building. Yeah, Valerie was on that one. Once. Valerie's on one, and I and it was and it was, was it the, Sarah Jessica Parker. Was it, Osmo? was it the laptop? It was the laptop. Oh, okay. where she's, it was the laptop. She's naked. she's naked, and yep. the laptop was there. And I was like, I Scandalous. love, I love Sarah Jessica Parker. She's so funny. Like, I can't wait to watch it. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's on. Oh, it's on HBO. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to watch that. My parents don't get HBO. That's wretch television, you know. Because yeah. yeah, that's for rich people. Because I'm still living at home. I'm like 18. Um, well, that's what you do when you're uh, ethnic. Yeah. And, and no, you're your... right. We all had like that one <laughs> friend who's like mom had it. Yeah, and then yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's how I watched the comeback. Um, yeah. Hi, Angie. I've met you before. <laughs> no, I mean, she was my best friend. Yeah. But I, I mean, every su- it was the summer of 05. And I go over. She's like, what are we doing today? I was like, um, can I watch the comeback first? And then, like, summer of 05. It was my only time oh. when I was in college. I was living in a basement apartment. I had just moved out of the dorms. And my landlord had HBO. Oh. It's the only time in college oh. I ever had HBO. Yeah. And it was summer of 05. It was the premiere of the comeback and the last season of Six Feet Under. 
Oh, wow. That that's ended what, that early? It ended summer that. of 05. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I had to watch Sex in the City. I got, uh, I rented all the DVDs. The DVDs were a and huge I deal. I watched them in order. Out. They were a big deal. And then when it ended, they had that gigantic, gorgeous, like, Oh my God, remember when that? I, it was like $200. The, when I worked at the video <laughs> store, I remember it being a big deal when we got in the, the DVDs. The Friends one was like that yep. too. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how shitty the Sex and the City DVDs were because they would always fall apart? Oh, the individual seasons. Oh, like the, the individual yeah. seasons, oh, yeah. the plastic. They would fall I think apart. I kind of joked about that or I sent, I sent Amy Harris, I think, the meme once. It was like, it was some meme talking about just like cutting your fingers. Yes. Or, this is a trauma of holding yes. the seasons always <laughs> fell apart. So if I'm going to bring at least one more DV character up, I don't know if this counts. I was again today. I'm just thinking like, what what clicked with me? What did mm-hmm. I love back then? I wouldn't say the Sherry O'Terry era of oh SNL. My God. Oh my god! Her Rita from Brooklyn Christmas skit with Rosie O'Donnell and Penny so Marshall. So good. Is <laughs> you see this? You see this? I take it. And <laughs> now I keep it. The, yes, I mean. Whenever, just, uh, oh towards the end of Christmas season, I always think of that sketch and I have to look I it I want to say I had a VHS that was all the best, best of Christmas of, Oh, best okay. of Christmas. Or, be, yeah, like it was we have the better DVD. than best of Sherry O'Terry because they were doing that of the, back of the I have best of Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, so, I take it. I'm that. I know I'm, you're jealous of my glow in the dark, baby Jesus. We, yeah, the best of Sherry O'Terry DVD, it might have been Christmas because the best of Sherry, the Rita sketch is, is with Christopher Chris Walken. Walken. Okay, yeah. But yeah. pasta yeah. fazul. Yeah, that one's good. But yeah, nothing. Okay, so yeah, must have been a, must have been the best of Yeah. Sherry's, yeah. I mean, any Sherry O'Terry, any Barbara Walters impression, you're pretty much doing. You're doing Sherry's, Sherry's ever since impression. then. Oh yeah, yeah. She reset. Yep. She reset how you do a Barbara impression, mm-hmm. and it's now it's hers. Um, and and yeah, scary movie. She was truly. I mean, she made that movie. Gale Hailstorm yeah. uh-huh. is so stupid, <laughs> but it's <laughs> so funny. I die. Yeah, you're right. The, those years of SNL, we just posted. Uh, she did a sketch with Molly Shannon called Leg Up, where she was Sherry O'Terry is Debbie Reynolds, and Molly Shannon is oh, Ann okay. Miller. I and I post I posted a little bit of it because we did a postcards from the edge episode. That post it blew up. Went crazy. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> we got like a hundred follows. We from got two hundred follows oh from it. We got two hundred awesome. follows from one post, and it's just because it's a Sherry O'Terry SNL sketch. It's so weird. But I know. That's awesome. Thank you, Sherry. Isn't it Molly. funny? Sometimes your reel or whatever post, they get a life later. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that was a bomb. And then I'm like, oh, why is everybody like this? Yeah. We don't really know. How I was works, like, our but... flop era is over. <laughs> I know. That's like me with the comeback page. A couple of weeks ago, I posted that I, I was like, I don't, I can't think of anything to post. And, and then it's like, you can't really try. It just no. comes to you. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? It's the whole, we're going to make a viral video. Yeah. No, bitch. You're not. <laughs> and I it's, just gonna happen. We posted that later in the day on Thursday, and we reset episodes Thursday night. That we reposted it late on Thursday. We're just like, we haven't made any postcards in the edge posts, and Peter is just like, well, I'm just gonna do the leg up. It'll just be something. It'll be cute. Yeah. And it went crazy. Yeah. And now that you do have your little TV division. Yes. Um, but we'll have to get into this episode. I yes. did have a random plug. This is kind of fun. Mm. So, um, someone that follows sent me that there was a restaurant in DC called Jane Jane. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like so Jane, 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 Jane. Yeah. Jane. So, um, <laughs> so I started following them and then I, I shared them and I was like, this is so funny. And I tagged Laura. I was like, I wonder if all the patrons, if they, ever, if they need their server, they just go Jane, Oh Jane. my God. So I started following them and then all of a sudden I got a follow back and then the owner followed me and then, not to be presumptuous, but I saw that they had posted like, uh, best LGBTQ owned restaurants in DC. I was like, oh, they must be coming. Because <laughs> then they commented on one of my posts or something and said something about Jane Jane. And, and I wrote back and I was like, oh my gosh, I had just seen about you guys. That's so fun. I was like, is that actually what it's based off of? And they were like, actually, no. Um, my co-owner's um, mother, her nickname was Jane Jane, blah, blah, blah. But we're such comeback fans. And a lot of times while we're at work, we we, we say that in Valerie's wow. voice. And I was like, yeah, I imagine a busy, stressful shift. You're probably just like in the kitchen to the cooks. Like, Jane, <laughs> Jane, you know, I need that steak. So um, I thought that was fun. I That's was amazing. Like, I, I was, love I'll that. I'll give them some free promotion to all my yeah. uh, DC fans. And then if I'm ever on the East Coast, I can go. But, um, but okay, cool. We are ready to talk. You guys rewatched episode five today. Yes, right? indeed. Thank mm-hmm. you. Valerie is Taken Seriously, written and directed by John Riggy. Um, I love this episode. I think I am comfortable saying it's my second favorite of season 
to okay. after okay. the finale. Sure. And I, I there's it's something about it. I know there are some interesting moments we'll talk about, but I think it definitely I think it builds the tension and I think it's the first time um as someone else put it that the demon is back for Polly. Like we're really yes. seeing what we felt in season one, and we we had been safe for. And a while. you're really okay. seeing Polly start to crack. Yes, that he is not well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so we open with uh, just a regular little like Jane interview, and um, it's really nice to note now after seeing where we end up at the end of the episode. The amount of lights, the amount of smoke yes. and mirrors. You well, know? also, I mean, I mean, lighting is a big theme of this episode yeah. with Valerie. So it, I think, again, it, until you're looking at it with a lens, I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I mean, who wouldn't want to The lighting is control mm-hmm. with Valerie, mm-hmm. and she thinks that she's losing it. Yeah. So it's definitely a contrast to what we'll, what we'll deal with with the lights later. So uh, Jane asks how shooting's going, um, but but Valerie does seem like the slightest bored bored with it this time around. Like, uh, uh, I don't know what else is on her mind, but she's, Jane's kind of like rushing her along. I don't know. And I I have to, I have to point out though, when um, she's saying the acting on this show, it's just, you know, it's so different. It's not like being a surgeon, you know, (laughs) seen it, done it, did it. Something different every day. Uh, I I love though, the, the, the fact that at the very beginning, Jane is like, you know, Mickey's doing Val's hair. And Jane's like, Val, we need to start. Like, we've been waiting. We have my setup is done. We need to start. And like Mickey's just like, I'm almost and he's doing the back of her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All he's that. touching is the back he says, of we're her head. Need an yeah. We need uh, the big guns. I need the big guns. Oh, well, the big guns. Oh, watch out ozone there. And he's doing the back. Oh it's God, not on camera. Not nothing is necessary. shown. Oh, everything. That's the perfection, you know? Everything he does in this episode oh. is this. <laughs> shit. Yeah. But that's how much he cares. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we we'll get there. But the green screen suit, the oh tiniest yeah. two hairs sticking out. He is there to fix yes. everything on her head, whether I, it's on screen or not. Uh-huh. He knows that it's messed up, mm-hmm. so he's like, "Red, I got this. I'm gonna fix it." <laughs> what and else? Jane's just like, "Come on, time's money." Right. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think this is when we're really also first starting to see, and we'll touch on that. Jane being more, you know, invested in this yep, sure. potentially. Because, yeah. What were you going to say? So Pete and I watch a lot of reality TV. Okay. So we kind of know that formula of reality television, especially when they're doing interviews. And you can kind of see Valerie here doesn't really have the patience of you have to talk in complete sentences when uh, yeah. when she says, give me a number. Uh-huh. And she says, today we're shooting episode four. Yes, yes. Of just yeah. like, just you have to T- say like, everything no, say and all complete, of these yeah. sound bites for editing it because yeah. we're building a story. Or just the producer yeah. in your ear saying like, finish this sentence. Mm-hmm. It's a new day in the workroom and yeah. you know what I'm I mean? Like those blank. kinds of, yeah. yeah. And and yeah, she's like, just say a number. Yeah, but but the it's just the genius of, I don't know if it's Val not being self-aware or being so self-aware that she can't That she just doesn't have patience go, for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, all the stuff that Jane's trying to pull a soundbite out of her, and she's, and this is not just this episode. This yeah. is every episode. Well, think about it. Like I always say, what she says to Andy Cohen, I get it now. Yeah. But it's like she's not gonna. She can't do that. No. She can't be yeah. That kind of. Yeah. Reality star. Yeah. So, but um, back to Mickey. He does do that little. He runs back in for one he second. Runs, He's yeah. like, I think I can get. It. In the <laughs> middle like, of them talking. Yeah. So yeah, she gets poised again, and she decides to give it another take. But then she really goes, she goes off on Jane. Yeah. And um, the most brilliant pause in Laura goes, you asked me to do this? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. it. I have that in my notes. Then <laughs> boom. We're right in the middle of it. And that brilliant <laughs> Laura Silverman delivery of just saying, like, she's, you could take it, you take it that this character is very soft-spoken, but when she makes a very bold statements like that, mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit. And that's what, and that's what was fun about the beginning of the season <laughs> is that we got to see Jane at home when she's happy, yeah. too. Yeah. Like when she's not having her soul sucked out of her yeah. by reality television. She's just out there she making has, making uh, candles and like... And yeah, her, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um... So they walk off, and um, Tyler, her nephew, gives Valerie a gift. Love the character of Tyler. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she opens the card, and she's like, oh, it's from Seth. And it says, Mallory, blow me. Love Mitch. But um, she doesn't open it yet, though, so we'll we'll get back to that. And then, um, oh, my God, probably my favorite name 
mix-up of the whole series is her with uh, Shauna. Shauna. <laughs> Shana. Shana. Shauna. Doll. So as always, she's inviting Val to set, and Valerie's super excited to go to the set. And then what does it end up being? The green screen. <laughs> the giant gumball. You know, I feel like if I was in that situation and I got the, we're inviting you to, I would just be like, the, and we're inviting you to set, that would great on me like nails on a chalkboard we're inviting you you know and we i know we see it i know we see it later on but i just me personally i'm just like shut up god (laughs) damn it just be a normal person yeah that i know for me that would just be something that would stick in my craw for no reason Mm -hmm. at all she's just doing her job and that's just lingo she's trying to be polite she's being Mm -hmm. polite you know every they're all stressed but to me i know i would just be like Ugh. And and again, you're yeah. We mm-hmm. see it later on. It's just like stop inviting me to set. <laughs> just tell me to go to set. Yeah, yeah. And then um, she's like, "What's happening?" And she's like, "Oh, well, this is all the fantasy of what happened in Polly's mind." And mm. back to some of the stuff we talked about. I like when Valerie goes, "Okay, first AD and DVD commentary." <laughs> <laughs> and then we see uh, Kate Comer who plays Rada. She was she was on my show a couple aids back. She's so sweet and um. She's the one who says, we wanted to give you a heads up. Oh, Rada, yeah, from the network. Yeah. Right? yeah. HBO, yeah, we love Rada. And yeah. she's like, Polly's not going to be directing the next two episodes. And um, again, with watching with critique, I never realized how great Lisa is here because she's secretly really excited yes, to hear yeah. that he's not directing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would think that she would be like, oh no, that means something's going wrong. But I think she's also like, oh, okay, like, oh, good. God. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, she's just like kind of back and forth between excited and kind of feigning like, I told you so. Or, right. You know, or just like, uh, you know, she wants, you know, poor guy, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. So, uh, so let me find out this woman named Andy Tate. So she's lovely. Uh, she, uh, we connected a little bit on the page. Her name is Meryl Hathaway. Talk about like a All right. product, <laughs> hodgepodge of a name. That's funny. Uh, Pete <laughs> laughed really hard at, her directing credits that she did a dancing movie called Kick It, Kick It, and Kick It Two, Three versus Witches. I mean, come on, that uh, Kick It I'm guessing has to be like the step, step up, up franchise. Yeah. I, yeah, Kick It Two, Three D. Oh my god, yeah. Did you guys do Devil Wears Prada though? Just we wondering. did. We oh. did, yeah. did this season. I have to find that, guys. Yeah, you have so much, so much. There's a lot of it. A lot of content. So yeah, so she's also a dancer, and um, yeah, this universe is uh, step up, and then um. Billy comes in like a damn mess. Oh my God. He's all upset about how he already lined up some, let's say like lesser media outlets. He's like, I got Jezebel. Jezebel. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't think Valerie would know that those aren't like, you know, the big guns per se. But then when the gentleman from HBO, Carl, I think, says he's with HBO Press Relations from the New York Times. I mean, oh my God, of course she's going to know that it doesn't get better than that. But you know what though? For Val, it's the cover. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. She didn't give a shit about yoga. Yeah. Right? right. She was just like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. on the cover mm-hmm. of Yoga Magazine. Well, let's buy that Buddha statue yeah. because we got to make the cover. We're going to make, right. make a whole section yeah. of our house. Yeah. Of it yeah. Being yeah. taken studio. seriously. Yeah. Yeah. She's worried about her being in it's the green the, screen. It's, it's the optics yeah. of it. It's mm-hmm. all optics. And to Val, it's like, if I'm going to be on Jezebel or if I'm going to be on BuzzFeed, I'm going to get the splash page. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I'm going to be in New York Times, great. New York Times clout, but maybe she's going to be in, you know, the arts and entertainment section. Yeah. I like so. what he says. We're very selective. And, yeah. you know, about and, then, Dan, and then Billy goes, name one of those that, that, name one of those outlets that's not a home run. Yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you saying? Not Jezebel. How oh Dan my God. plays this character is so funny because Billy, the agent, is always on the cusp of just losing it. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of has this rage problem. Like neurotic, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll, we'll get to the rage. So, yeah, yeah. So Mickey interrupts and goes, can I meet that little fella, Peter Dinklage? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he even says Peter Dinklage. He doesn't, I don't, yeah, yeah, he, he just doesn't know. The little just fella like, from Game of Thrones. And then the guy yeah. just gives him this stare and Valerie's like, Mickey, not now. And I love this kind of defensive, like, well, I was just putting, just putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs> So um, 
it's time to start shooting. And Valerie says, it's a shame we don't have an audience, you know, like for the timing and the laughter. Yeah. And um, then we learn that there are 20 actors in the whole... Well, this oh, this was kind of interesting, especially with what we're dealing with now. When Andy's like, oh, yeah, I was we thinking about that. Yeah, she's yep. like, oh, we just cut and paste them over and yeah. over. The whole post. thing with AI yeah. scanning background extras and just using them until the end of time. Right, right, right. So that was, you know, again, there's always these little moments that the comeback kind of does get right uh, early on. So yeah. that, that was interesting. But um, but Valerie, of course, she's used to the audience, you know. Knowing when to laugh and things like that, so that's when she's that's when she's most comfortable knowing if uh, if something hits. And then uh, what does Andy say? She's like, "Oh well, They're don't actors. laugh because uh, I'll tell them to laugh, or they'll be back at the SAG after lounge." And then at first, Valerie's like, um, "She's she she's like, oh okay, it works, you know." And then she's like, "Well, now they're just laughing at everything." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So this kind of it's just kind of an awkward, uneasy scene because it is to me reminiscent of the ridicule. Cool. She dealt with phone room and board and right, some of those right. embarrassing things. Of course, in an even more, you know, weird, weird uh, location that Aunt Sassy would would you instead of the cupcake is. suit, she's going to be in this green screen, right? Screen, yeah, onesie, yeah. So um, and- I love it. So after she had built some confidence, uh, they're told she's told she's going to be spinning and turning in the monster. And the way she's like, well, hopefully that's done in post because I just had lunch, <laughs> and she's expecting <laughs> no them laughs. to just die and they're Crickets. just like dead silent. Oh god! So um, they are paid to laugh at the script. Yeah. So Valerie <laughs> asked to see a picture of the monster, and oh my god, did you see that? I thing? love. Yeah. One of you know what? I love it. One of my followers sent me stickers that he made ah, of that's that funny. monster. It's, I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put this, but I just love that. Like, this is what you it's the tracksuit and I also think scary. just kind of this green screen scene of okay, the show seeing red. Like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> like, what is this from Polly G's mind? Yeah, that you just can't really get a good grasp of it. It's dark, but apparently there's crazy um, dream sequences like mm-hmm. this in it. That, yeah, this show looks terrible. So she's like, oh, I've been playing around with voices. And Polly immediately cuts her off. Like, there is no voice. You know, it's like, you're the monster, Val. You, like, oof, that is just, that's <laughs> tough. And it's awkward. And then Mickey just gives him this, like, look. like, And I love that, like, protectiveness. When he, he Yeah, when he's like, you, no, you are the monster, mm-hmm. Val. And he's saying that. And she, and the first thing she says is she's just, what is the kid, Mallory? Mallory, yeah. yeah. First thing she says, like, oh, Mallory, Mallory. Right, right. It's Mallory. She's Mallory's the monster. Sure, and she, yeah. like, that's very Val to just be like, I'm me. Well, she's, this is Mallory. She's been like compartmentalizing yeah. all of seeing red, mm-hmm. of that she was yeah. told it's, this is just like Polly G's vision. It's yeah. inspired by real events, but it's not really, like, based on all of the truth. And it's just kind of, Valerie talking herself into that, whether she believes it or not. Yeah. So um, they're back in the trailer, and this is when Billy starts in, and he's so upset. Did you guys see how him and Lisa recreated this scene a few months ago? No. I'll have to send it to you. They were in the, the same trailer, right? The same, where they, they, they had realized that this looks exactly like the layout. They were out oh, filming something, okay. and then uh-huh. they realized that That's they were cute. in a trailer yeah. pretty similar to it. Yeah. So, um... And that, yeah, he's starting to get nervous because I think the New York Times thing is what sent him off. And then yeah. he's like, I um, I was with Evil. He says, Evil Longoria left me right before she got Desperate Housewives. And who was the one who was desperate? <laughs> so so Pete, and I, Pete and I have shared uh, thoughts on Desperate Housewives that we both thought this when Desperate Housewives was premiering, that when we looked at all of the ad campaigns for that, that we were both like, Terry, Terry Hatcher, like, what are you doing? Why are you on this show? Mm-hmm. This is not going to last more than a season. Yeah. And then huge hit. Yeah. You know, I um, I, I kind of ignored it. I knew that it was supposed to be like, people need something to watch because Sex and the City is ending. You right, know? right. And um, I think it wasn't until season three, my parents and I, one Sunday night, we just decided to watch it. And I'm not kidding. For the rest of the time, that was our tradition. Every oh, Sunday my night, mom. We, my mom was hooked yeah. from the beginning. She was and all I, about it. I think it's it. because it just really did have that mixture of murder, comedy. And I hear that it's drama. a show that was consistent. And kind of its yeah. entire run. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that both it Pete and I... It did a time jump, which I think kept it oh, fresh. Oh, right, 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 And I think that can be a smart thing. So, yeah, so I guess that. Pete and I were both like Billy the oh, Agent. Oh, no, don't don't trust our opinions on right, it. Yeah, right, so yeah, we, we were both Billy the Agent, 
in that. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought Titanic was gonna was gonna tank when that was in pre when that was <laughs> before that came out. I was like, oh, James Cameron, your first flop. As you were reading the trades, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, I think I saw something the other day about a director who oh David Lynch turning down a Star Wars. Movie. No, yeah, and he his agent being like, Return of the Jedi. You just lost, but it's like he knew he couldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't be his thing. Um, I have a question. Yes, please. Can we take a break? Oh yeah, I yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. Nathan, pee break. Nathan, are we rolling? Okay, calm down. <laughs> um, okay, so I think it was Billy back in the trailer. Oh yes, yes. So then he, he, but you know what? Again, Valerie's again. She's not happy that he's upset, right. but it's making her brain go. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. upset because I'm I'm getting kind of famous. Yeah. And then you know he he throws the phone. He comes back and he's like, I can't even quit. Right. And then she's like, you know what? He's right. We're this close to superstardom. Like, jeez, Val. Poor guy. Flew too close to the sun. Like, Lord. So it is, you know, it's it's sad for Billy, but I think it is um, giving a little bit of a... It's a little aha moment yeah. for for what this show, like, could Do. become. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the scene where I put in my notes Mickey's necklace. Oh god. That he's wearing this like his, um his turquoise turquoise jewelry. Because <laughs> you know that like Mickey has probably a whole drawer full of turquoise jewelry yeah. that he got when he was visiting friends in like Arizona. Well, what's lovely is um a couple episodes back I had Tracy Gigi Field on, who is the costume designer, and she said oh. it was all of his stuff. That's that man. That's that guy. We all know him. We've all met this mm-hmm. this this Gay man of a certain age that has uh, dro- uh, jewelry boxes full of turquoise. Yeah, and speaking of a certain age, um, Mickey goes, gorgeous head of hair on that guy, Carl. <laughs> but, but I always say, when it starts to go, let it. Let, yeah, when it starts to go great, let it. I love that. So, of course, at the worst timing, this is when um, the New York Times interviewer, Liz Nabotny, I believe, she decides to, th- to show up and... Um, and Valerie's like, no, you know, can we do this tomorrow? Like, you know, like this lady has all the time. She's like, I have Seth tomorrow. Um, so she's like, I guess you'll see her after after they shoot. So then we've got more more of the green screen going on, right? She's like, this is uh, like the spinning and stuff like that. And, and she's in the like, and she's in the full head to toe, yeah, uh, Kimura Hall. You're the destroying Mackie my doll. inner child. Is like the direction yeah. she gets, what a right? Brat. <laughs> Polly G. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, you're ripping apart a baby. Uh-huh. A what? <laughs> so Valerie sees Liz getting up to leave, and um, she's like, I-, "I just want you to know this is usually what we do with all the special effects and stuff like that." And that's when um, she drops the bomb, and she's like, "No, I know. I've I've seen the first episode, and I think your performance is very brave." And dun, that, dun, and that dun. really gets the Brit, and that really gets the Val. Because what does she mean? Is that a good thing? Is that Charlie's Theron and Monster? I was going to say that. that mean, that's what yeah. you think. That's what you think of when you hear mm-hmm. Brave. You think of. I mean, it got Charlie's Theron and Monster. It it's, got Charlie's yeah, the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Valerie whispers to Mickey, "What does Brave mean?" And I love that he's like, "It's <laughs> like I don't know, like, you know." <laughs> and um, they they got to start scheming because they have to get that footage. So get the dailies, yeah. The, and Jane says that it's a website called Dax, mm-hmm. and they're back at home, and it's late and it's loud and messy. She has this like gorgeous purple sequence top here, <laughs> and uh, Mark is like so upset. Mark has know? had it with all the. This crew is like in the when house. you're really yeah. seeing him, like I yeah. am done, and he says he's gonna get a sublet, and she's just like, <laughs> like you know, like yeah, okay. And then she's like, it's eleven thirty. He's you know he's allowed to be upset. So the the seeing red scene pops up. And of course, Valerie's acting so well, but it's like very dark, suitably unflattering lighting. As so, it do you think be. that um, seeing red is kind of foreshadowing how television would just go on to be lit in the past few years? Yeah, like there's that. I mean, even just the six episode. I'm so mad about you know miniseries there's, kind of thing that became. I mean, that's kind of what killed the Chilling Adventures of of Sabrina for me because. All Can't I just saw was just thing. my reflection dark, 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 watching yeah. it in the TV in the black or um, the last season of uh, what? what's the Game of Thrones spinoff? House, House of the of Dragons. Dragons. House of Dragons that, oh, it was the entire episode that you couldn't see. Oh my gosh. That I still stand by it was a mistake and HBO just sort of said it was an artistic choice. Yeah. Girl, it's like that. that's a mistake. I'm not familiar, but someone said The Nun 2 also. They were like, I can't even see this movie. The Nun 2 is dark. Yeah, there was but, a lot of um, darkness. But yeah, wow, that's, thank you. That's a, great, that's a great thing to mention. Again, yeah. another thing that the comeback was maybe, you know, spoofing in a way before yeah. it took over. So, um, Oh, I just want to mention Val's dialogue 
in this scene oh, yeah. of all of these lines are brutal. Mm-hmm. Like, brutal. But these and are all things she's saying to yeah. Polly, so... And, and these are things that she's saying to Polly, but this is Val looking through her script and just being like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to say all of this? She can't have these rewritten. <laughs> and, um... But, like, what a genuinely sweet and backwards comment when Mickey goes, Fred, all, all these years. After all these years, <laughs> you can really act. <laughs> She's not. She's not even listening no, to that. No. Because um, and then again, uh, you know, as an actor should experience, but she, the way she says, "No, no, he pushed me to that." It's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sometimes how you get the best performance out of something. Right. It's Val- I was tired. I was yeah. all day. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. Valerie just it's always like, wanting to be likable for an audience, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably just the sitcom star in her. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that's just really ingrained is the audience has to like right. you and she doesn't want the audience to judge her. Right. And so, that's why they're shooting in mm-hmm. her own freaking house because yeah. they were going to cut yeah. a lot of yeah. the stuff yeah. that yeah. made her. You but know, you know, like when, you, when you watch a sitcom, it's whether it's set in a home, you know, like a full house kind of a situation or an office, like a Murphy Brown kind of a thing, the lighting never changes. Mm-hmm. It's always fully, whatever time of day it is, same lighting. Yeah. Fully lit and these actors are beauty lit and they've got beauty makeup on so that's all she's and known. that's her world yeah. well yeah. that's why i want to go back to what you said earlier full circle then she goes gotta get billy back gotta yeah. get some pretty magazine covers like she wants yeah. I mean, that that fear that's what made me think that because yeah. i was like oh yeah so she's she like, wants she wants the glamour shot she she doesn't care about the content she yeah. cares about the visual right. the optics of so it. the next day yeah. she's like causing ruckus about wanting more lights and the guy says oh i think that's a poly decision <laughs> And when he finds out she's seen the dailies, yeah. he is yeah. so livid. Not going to the Wrong, deep, not like going that. to the like, DP no. to say yeah. maybe you should change your life. Oh so <laughs> I got a question for you about Polly G's intentions. Is that Polly's a very complicated character, a very complicated man? Do you oh, think it's, it's, it's a hack job? He's do you trying. think it's an agenda? Yes. That I am going to make her look like a fool. Yes. With the blowjob scene sure. and all that, yeah. and Seth, all Ro- these, Seth Rogen all kind these, of rewriting it on set. That she's I been think in. he was, well, he was, well, you mean just before Mallory was even cast as Mallory? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be, yeah, painting her. Maybe even more so now that he actually has her. It's and now that she's there, it's he's going to humiliate her at all costs. Yeah, and then you get Seth Rogen saying, "She's not even in this shot. She does right, not right. need to be between my legs yeah. right now." you know, intimacy coordinator kind of a thing. And him just reluctantly being like, all right, fine, take her out, you know? Yeah, um, yeah just kind of has to so I think defer to the movie I star. I think Polly G is intentionally trying to humiliate yeah. Val. I guess I try not to think too hard about him. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Also, I mean, no. <laughs> Polly is just this hack, and you see him in these scenes yeah. that he can't direct the mm-hmm. show. Like, he's no, in he's over, over his head. head yeah. That, this is a show for HBO. This is not a stupid sitcom. Yeah. But I mean, this really amps up the worry. I mean, his performance is so is so good here. And like I said, said something about, what is he saying? Like, you're going to make me want to stick a needle in my arm. Or yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like, this isn't fucking Star Wars. <laughs> what? Oh well, I don't want to have pretend conversations about things that don't even exist or something about that. White yeah. Boxes. So then she's like, you know what? He used to have Tom, you know, to kind of, keep them calm or whatever and then we cut to um nicky nicky knack knack nicky nicky knack knack so we're on set at um nickelodeon so she's obviously decided to pay him a visit but um and i take it that this is probably a lot across this is probably i mean they're probably shooting this on the warner lot i take it that this is probably a few sound stages down Mm -hmm. that valerie just found out that tom is directing a kid show yeah right so she didn't have to go too out of her way um but when I talk about throwbacks to season one, I mean, these scenes are so rewarding. Because yeah. just like yeah. a sequel or whatever, like, you're like, wow, there's someone who is not who they were then. But I'm- They get all of the major characters that you remember back mm-hmm. for just one scene of season two. So I was so lucky to have him on um, my my episode. Like, he's he's, he's such a sweetheart. Um that's not just why I love this scene, but it was nice to know that he was um, yeah. a wonderful guy. Tom reminds me of a lot of supervisors at work that I have worked with mm-hmm. that I feel like I worked with the Tom yeah. and I still in, work with the Tom in entertainment. Oh, I mean, Who not just entertainment just that this is just like yeah. jobs in general that I feel uh. like I know this guy. Yeah. So, um, 
One of the things I love noticing is that he's wearing a Dodgers hat. I know. Hat. I have that in my notes. You did, yep. yeah. When I when I actually got on Zoom with him, I was wearing a, a Yankees hat. So yeah, I'm glad you took that note because even that kind of represents like being, you know, ate up by Hollywood or whatever, like fully. He he's know. been in LA for this long that he has mm-hmm. to be a Dodgers fan. Yeah. And um, so he's very sweet, but he's also kind of like, okay, like, what do you want? Like, What's, you can tell he's yeah. nervous because of the yeah. cameras there. And um, oh, what is he? Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, Val, you know, I, I don't think I've talked to that guy in like six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, well, you're due for a chat. It's like, oh, my God, Valerie, come on. <laughs> and um, he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, we didn't end well. I'm not sure if we can help. And then when he's like, can I ask you something, Val? Like, why are you working with it? Like, that always, mm-hmm. like, was so powerful to me because... Because, yeah, it's like someone from the outside, which we will yeah. down the road get to Judah having to face this. Like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, they under, they know her by now. So they're thinking, you know, the, they, they know that she is a good person, but they also know, like, why? Yeah. Because so far, would, I think Mark has really been the only Mark one that's like, the only one. do you really want to do like, this? Like, why it, would yeah. you, why would you? go back to working with yeah. him. But everybody else is just kind of like, great, welcome back, yeah. you know? And yeah, Tom is just like, dude, you know the way he talked about you? like." And his delivery of, he said you were the devil. <laughs> he said you were the devil <laughs> and we should find a stake and pound it through your heart. If you had one. And kill you. And then, and it's almost too much for us to handle. And the, I don't know if it yeah. necessarily had to be there, but thank God she just goes, well, glad you didn't take him up on that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. just kind of lets us. Uh, and just like Tom and Polly G, very complicated relationship that you can see that it was pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. That it was all, I mean, it's, he kind of mentioned that like family members of alcoholics go through stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of that almost having to go to a support group for just yeah. being in this partnership with someone with that massive of a drug problem. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, how how true when he's like, I don't get it. I'm stuck here at Nickelodeon with no points. Yeah. And now everyone wants to work with this guy yeah. who just got out of rehab. Like, you know, that's very true to most Hollywood stories. And kind of room and board followed Tom a lot more through his career where it probably cost him more work yeah. than it did Polly G. Mm-hmm. And, Can we um, talk about Tim Bagley? Oh, as, my God. Oh my gosh, Frank, Frank the Worm. Frank the Worm. Yeah, so <laughs> Tim Bagley's really funny. Yeah, he keeps trying to like be like, okay, let's get shooting. Let's get we shooting. We gotta go. And that's such a great <laughs> piece of direction of that. Great scenes like this have to revolve around tension. Mm-hmm. And so. Frank the Worm is that tension <laughs> of that. The crew want to go to lunch. Yeah, and we yeah. want to finish this scene. I'm dressed as this as this worm. Let's get this scene done with. Yeah. We can't be talking to her right now. Yeah. But yeah, such great. Like Such a, great tension. I'm, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> and it's like, Val, I feel so bad that she's just like shaking up this yeah, guy and like yeah. make him relive, yeah. you know, some of these things. Um, so she's like, you know, they, they start beating the crap out of each other and, and Valerie's got to go. And I love when Val's like, I'll fix it there. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just the Knock that over. <laughs> Telling her nephew to not like mess up the set. Yeah. Oh, I know. He's like lame. Yeah, Taylor's just like in the little nest. (laughs) And um, his name Taylor. Tyler. So that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, okay. So then she gets the text or whatever that confirms that Mark got a house in the palace. Mark Mark's renting a house in the palace, and And it's kind of almost like a throwaway moment of that. Yeah, she's like, oh, fun for us. Really registering because this time I noticed she goes, that's fun for us. us. It's kind of like the early steps of Mark. Piecing out on this yeah. relationship. Uh, yeah, because he clearly didn't have her in mind when, when he did that. Yeah. So um, so now we're back on set to what I just called Jane's confessional or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. Valerie and Billy make up. What does he say? He's. I think I had to Google. He said, I had a Turkish coffee at lunch. And I just, <laughs> just what made me insane. I think we've all been there. The, the Vietnamese ones. So yeah. right from there, we have this wide shot of the dark, seeing red style yeah. lighting. Totally opposite from um, from the beginning, and and Valerie notices that, and um, she, you know, of course, she complains to Jane, and she's like, "Oh, HBO likes this look, and they, they want to make it look like a real documentary." But this is the first time I wondered. It's like, is this even HBO? Like, is so, this just? I think that the I think the idea is the beginning. All of- this time, it was kind of self financed, mm-hmm. and then HBO, since they've kind of had this presence on set this day yeah. in particular. They're kind of, when they were off doing their thing, they were kind of to 
to Jane, like, okay, what are you doing? Let us see what you're doing. Because, Maybe she told them about the and, assassination of Valerie. Yes. Sure. And when they saw her dailies mm-hmm. and her raw footage, then they were like, this we can market and, and we can package and HBO slap has, it on HBO. I mean, HBO like documentaries is a brand with HBO too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think they were like, we will buy this from you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if we do, it's going to be a proper HBO. Doc. Right, That's what right. I took from yeah. it. Yeah. That I this how- was self-financed before and now this is going to be like, now we have to change because yeah. they're going to buy it from me yeah. and I'm going to put my name on it, Jane, and, and it's going to be a, a real... Uh, like a feature yeah. or maybe how- not a feature but maybe I don't know supplemental on on demand on HBO.com or something mm-hmm. whatever 2009 you know yeah. version of, of Max would have been and I, I took it as that because yeah the whole time you're like what is this what's yeah, and they're always like, if you want to continue this? with this little documentary, I'm going to need some more light. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> I love how scared Val looks in that when she yeah. mentions that they want they want it to look like a real documentary because you know what Valerie is scared of is realism realism <laughs> and kind of not being so self-produced because yeah. she doesn't have the control over it yeah and uh she storms off and mickey's like good for you and um she sees the reporter liz leaving and she literally just like chases the car down basically like you pounding know, on her window yeah <laughs> and she's like is there something you needed and you know nice to meet you baba and um she's building up to this and she's like i just have one question um when you said i was brave what did you mean? It usually means that someone's playing a man or a gay 50 pounds. A man. Not wearing makeup or gay 50 pounds. And she's like, no, I think people are going to see you in a light that they never have before. And it's just, again, I feel like we needed this moment after this, the tension, yeah. as we yeah. said with this episode. And Dreams by the Cranberry starts uh, playing. And I when mean, Dreams starts I playing. I think I people mean, are going to see you in a new light yes. when the show premieres. Yeah. And Val gets the validation that she needs. Yes. And then the Cranberry song starts I know. playing. And like, it just it brings tears to my eyes. Because remember, that was, because we're halfway through the season, you know, this, yeah. the, this season two that might... Might still only be the, the only thing we we end up getting. So it, it was just like okay, one so, step closer. Yeah. So so dreams plays and that song is immediately gives hits you in the feels. Yeah. And then she turns around and she goes, Jane, I'll I'll do, do whatever I'll want. do whatever you want. Yes. That's when so... I'm like Niagara Falls. Yeah. Ni- yes. Tears. I'm just Niagara Falls. Well, I'm just like ah. Oh. When that... she says that, it's like okay, now she gets it. She gets now it. Now she yeah. gets it. And she's like okay. I, I have it. to. Yeah. I have to let go of this yeah. if I yeah. want. And it's that thing of that. I mean, I don't really know a lot of actors. I don't really know a lot of the personality types of actors. But mm-hmm. I know that validation, I think, is a big thing yeah. that actors are really wanting. Yeah. And Val gets her validation there. Yeah. yeah. That she knows that she's doing something right. Yeah. And then double whammy, she opens up her gift finally from Seth, and uh. it's a starfish. <laughs> she's like, he's saying I'm a star. Was it bejeweled or was I just like I think it's my a little, eyes crossing? I think, it's a little, I think it was bedazzled. I couldn't tell though, and I was like, bedazzled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from Home Goods or something. So she definitely <laughs> still has a ways to go, but this is yes. our little step closer. Yeah. I mean, we've always kind of known that this was a good fit, even though Valerie should not be doing the show <laughs> with her past with Polly G, but it's like when she was doing the cold read with HBO yeah. and she blew them all away that Valerie can nail this mm-hmm. and she can do drama, even though she might not think that she can. Yeah. She can. Tapping into to unused resources. Yeah. So on the next episode, uh, Valerie cooks in the desert. Tensions run high as she tries to race home from set to meet Mark for dinner. And of course, we have the return of Gigi. So we get another, you know, call back to season one. And I mean, that, I I can't wait to talk about that scene because she is just unbelievable. No. Gigi is great. and But is is that episode the dinner with Mark? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's seven. Oh, okay. That's seven, yeah. Oh, that so, one is, mm-hmm. that scene know, is a lot. These next few. Yeah. Maybe wow. not going to be as much fun to talk about. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Oh, for, thank for you. Me. You know, Debbie, yeah. it's so funny with the comeback of, you know, do you ever have those shows that that you're just like, well, I'll get to it. Uh-huh. Like, I'll get to it. Yeah. And I felt like I was always doing that with the comeback that I oddly did not finish season one as it was airing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like early 2010s like around like 2013 I just Netflix the DVDs and I finished it with uh-huh. Pete because I don't think that he had seen it and I knew that season two was coming 
And it was always one of those things that, well, after I finish season two, there's not going to be any more. So I'm just going to take my time. Right, right, I, right. Like, I don't need to rush. To, like, it'll always be there. Yeah, yeah. And cut to me almost 10 years later. <laughs> and I had not watched it. And this past summer, I remember I woke up one day and I was just like, the time has come. <laughs> I'm going to finish the comeback. And I watched it from beginning to end. Oh, I think I subliminally yep. put it in your <laughs> yep. head too. So, yeah, that I always so, yeah, kind no, of I mean, knew it was there. And yeah. it was still a journey that I needed to finish. I mean, again, you know, I love discovering the fans on Instagram that, you know, when I just check the hashtag and it's always like, what is wrong with me? Why haven't I been watching this show? Yeah, my but, yeah. you know, it's like, again, it's a, it's a great discovery. And even like with me, with this podcast, it's like there's only 21 episodes, so I don't need to rush it. You know, <laughs> the fans will get one when they get one, but it's like there's only three left. So, so yeah. Wow. I am glad. I'm glad you guys did the work and you've right it. Yeah, wrong. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I mean, I know that we're not talking too much about the finale, but kind of no spoilers. I think it's one of the best finales of television like ever. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. The creator of Bojack Horseman, his name is. Uh, um, escaping me now he <laughs> said it was the best show of the 2010s uh, mm-hmm. like like he just said and it just you know for someone to say that about just an eight episode right yeah you know one season thing so so yeah i mean that is a perfect perfect piece of television but yeah people definitely look at that finale as just yeah. truly is oh good. i think that it was from buzzfeed of an interview that lisa did right after the finale aired i think it was buzzfeed that okay. i forwarded you Okay. That, where they have the conversation oh, of, yeah, if if Val is Jewish that I thought was interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Lisa is, right? Or, yes, she is. Yeah. yeah. She is. But, um, but okay. Phoebe's not. <laughs> yeah. So be sure to check out Movies That Made Us Gay. Yes, indeed. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes, yes, yes. All the good things. Anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, yeah. you can find us on all the socials. We're at Movies and Made Us oh, Gay yes. on Instagram. Uh, we're at MTMUG Pod on um, X or Twitter. And uh, we, but we just started up on Blue Sky because Twitter is crashing and burning. So if you want to look us up on Blue Sky, if you've got one of those coveted invites. Um, but yeah, look us up on socials. We're there. Movies that made us gay. Yay, new fans. Yeah, this was yes. such a fun experience. Thank I you mean, so we're, much. we're recording this in like a, oh, yeah. a, a sound studio. Yeah. Well, this, isn't, this isn't our apartment in our Hollywood. Dog and pony yeah. show yeah. <laughs> on our couch. I want you guys to experience what it's like to be with a celebrity. You know, yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I was going to say um, look forward to Clock Watchers, The Opposite of Sex, Absolutely. and Marcy X coming soon to I'm movies not, that made us gay. Not Marcy X. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>